Well, good afternoon, everyone. I am your host, Dwight Henry. I welcome you to the chat today. So happy that you're with us. And uh, my guest today is, uh, I know, someone who many in our audience uh, know about and maybe know personally already, a longtime friend of mine, a man that I'm happy to have in studio with me, the pastor of the Washington Avenue Baptist Church, my friend Mark Gall. Mark, God bless you, brother. You know, Dwight, thank you so much for this. This is wonderful. And uh, thank you for allowing me to speak today. That's tremendous. Well, I know you. I know a little bit about your schedule, and you've got more to do almost every day that you can get done. Thank you for taking time to yes. be here, and I know you're going to be a blessing to our audience. and And I just and I, there's so much I want to cover. I don't. I hardly know where to start or stop. But I want. I want to talk about. I want to talk about your ministry at Washington Avenue and and the the decades, literally, that right. you've been there now. Yeah. Yeah. But but in terms of your just your your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, I know my story, how that how that happened to me. But mm-hmm. talk about your influence in early life and how you came to that decision and yeah. uh, and how you uh, your your testimony, if you will. Absolutely. Uh, well, my I have wonderful parents and um, they took us to church, me and my uh, sister, uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesday night. We were always there at church. Uh, now, I didn't always enjoy church. Uh, <laughs> you know, I just was there. I was ready to leave the moment the last prayer was prayed uh, because I didn't know the I didn't know the Lord. Uh, but through the through that time, I heard the word of God, and um, then God uh, really was working in my heart and life. And I remember we used to have train what we call training union. It was at five p.m. on uh, or six p.m. Excuse me on Sunday nights, and uh, they asked the question: uh, those of us who didn't know Christ to raise our hand, and I. And that was happened in Sunday school as well over over the years, and it happened that night. And it was just that night that really struck me that I was lost. I needed Christ. I needed forgiveness for my sins. I knew that heaven would not be my home if I died. So that service that night, the preacher preached. But I'll tell you what, Dwight, I cannot tell you one word he said. Not one word. Uh, there was a battle because I was a very shy child. Uh, there was a battle between, you know, stay or go, stay or go, stay or go, or give your heart to Christ. So that whole sermon was a battle raging within me. Invitation time come, and that's the time, you know, people give opportunity to receive Christ. <clears throat> and uh, in that, at that first stanza, I think they were singing just as I am, not for sure. But uh, I, I, I went down the aisle, and I believed Dwight right then as a 12-year-old boy. I was 12 years of age on a Sunday night in October of 73. Uh, I believe that God saved me when I just walked down that aisle and gave my heart to Christ. I I did pray, but I believe that the salvation was at the point I was saying yes to Christ. Uh, I was baptized in fact that same night. I remember that is so well. Same night? The same night. Uh, Yeah, it it was just, uh, they happened to have water in the baptismal pool and at that time, and there were several people saved that night. Uh, There were, the Holy Spirit of God was really working that night. And it was just a great. Now I, I went through a period of a little doubt. You know, did I say the right words? Did I do? You know, but uh, it's it, it was not the words. It was my heart intent, yes. as I've learned. And so that's the reason I believe I was saved. There was like a a weight that lifted off of me when I walked down that aisle. Now that to me, for a twelve year old boy to do that was a tremendous thing for me because I was a very shy, very you know introverted person. And uh, so, uh, but the Lord changed my life from that point on. So you're 12 years old, you're sitting in church, and you had, 
I mean, you had, and, and, and the advantage of, for lack of a better term, your your parents mm-hmm. made it a priority. Yes, made it a priority to get you inside the church house. That was just the yes. lifestyle that you had, and you were there, and you were exposed to that literally your whole life for years. I was and then that seed that. that was getting in there uh, when you were twelve years old, uh, that was the night the Holy Spirit drew you by by the love of God right. to do what you did. Absolutely. In fact, let me say this: I've never told anybody this, but the pastor said, "I thought you was already saved." I said, <laughs> "No, I wasn't, uh, because I had been to church all my life, yeah. and you know, under the influence of the Word of God. But God was preparing my heart, and that was the night. I mean, the Holy Spirit was so strong that night, drawing me to the cross." And it, it was wasn't wonderful. like beating you up, but you no. knew you needed to make a decision. It was a conviction. It was a conviction. There was a, uh, for a better term, voice, and maybe that's not the right term, but there was, you know, there was a there was a battle of, hey, just wait, just wait. And the other was, hey, tonight's the night. You need to go, you give your heart to Christ. And so, again, it wasn't the sermon. It was the, thank God for the, Sam Brooks was a pastor then, wonderful man of God, wonderful this was preacher. Washington Avenue. Washington Avenue. I was saved at the Washington Avenue. And wonderful preacher, man of God. But it was the Holy Spirit that had used all those other previous sermons and all the other sure. things that God had put in my heart to say, okay, this is the time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mark Gall, pastor of Washington Avenue Baptist Church, my guest today on the chat. And, you know, it happened for me when I was 13. And mm-hmm. I was something like, sort of like you, Mark. I had I had a mom, and they, they kept me in church, and I was 13 mm-hmm. uh, at the end of vacation Bible school mm-hmm. on a Sunday night. I was there, actually, yeah. to get my certificate, you know, right. for Bible school. Right. And and I'm like you. I was sitting in the back with the teenagers, really not even paying mm-hmm. attention to what the mm-hmm. minister was saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'm like you. I enjoyed being in church. Sometimes I didn't. Right. Uh, but uh, but toward the end, he started talking about God loving me and God mm-hmm. having a plan for my life and wanted me and his family. And I, I'm looking up now, and I and I think, well, he's talking to me. Yeah. I mean, he's t- and then the Holy Spirit starts to deal with you, right. and and the next thing I know, I'm up there, and some people have emotional. So I'm not, I was I cried like a baby, and but when I stood up, right. I knew that I yeah. I felt like I had been sick. This is an experience that uh, you felt. I I felt like I had a shower on the inside. I knew I was mm-hmm. different when that happened. Yeah, I, there, it was like a load lifted off. I can remember that so vividly. There was like a load lifted off of me, and that was that forgiveness of sin that God gives us through Christ. It was in, like a load. It was just like it's like a, it, it was this way, and I didn't know the theology, but it was like I was stepping out of one kingdom into another kingdom. Wow, and you were, and I was, <laughs> but I didn't know the theology of the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so at twelve years old, now what uh, what happened after that? After that, you know, I, I really got involved in church and in, enjoyed church, enjoyed listening to the sermons, uh, enjoyed the music. Beforehand, I didn't, the music was very convicting. And so um, I started uh, doing quiet times and I started uh, outlining sermons. As a 12-year-old, <laughs> no. And later, we'll, a little, well, a little later on after that, a little yeah. later on after that. And then I preached in a youth after that, a few years after that, I preached in a youth revival. And I preached 10 minutes, scared to death. <laughs> it was full in the chapel. At and your pe- church there? In our church there, and people came down the aisle. Unbelievable. And that was the start of God going to call me to preach. Wow. Mm-hmm. I want to come back to that, Mark. Yeah, I want to okay. come back. Here you are. Uh, you receive Christ as your Savior, and not too long after that, maybe you're you're starting to outline sermons. Well, uh, in and, in in my way, and you're you know, just a few years after that, yeah, 
in yeah. my way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're glad you're with us this afternoon. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. This is a chat. My guest is Mark Gall, pastor of Washington Avenue Baptist Church here in Cookville. We return in just a moment. We're glad you're with us on the chat. My guest, Mark Gall, pastor of Washington Avenue Baptist Church, just shared with us his time of coming to Christ in the church service when he was 12 years old. And, you know, and, and then you, you said you made a statement that you began to, mm-hmm. as, a, as a 12-year-old new convert could, I mean, begin to, in essence, outline sermons. Well, so you knew something in your heart then. Well, I did. Well, I did and I didn't, I guess. Uh, I started doing quiet times. It was uh, maybe two or three years after that. You know? Yeah, I mean, I started still, to get in the quiet time and, and start to, to learn private, that. You mean private quiet time and private, de- private devotion, prayer, get into the word. And I, I so enjoyed the word that I would just make kind of an outline, a little bit of what I knew of an outline. And I didn't know at the time, you know, God had, you know, God gives us all different gifts. And that gift, when I, my salvation, when I came to Christ and was saved and born again, um, at that point, you know, God was calling me to preach. I didn't know that, yeah. but it was later on. And then I preached in that uh, uh, revival, that uh, youth revival. Uh, scared to death for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and that chapel, we have a chapel at church, and it was full. It was packed. And people came down the aisle and said, heavens, what's, what's happening here? And I look back on that, and that was the beginning of yeah. God showing me that he had called me to preach. Wow. Mm-hmm. So here, Mark, by your own by your own words earlier in the show, here you are, a 12-year-old mm-hmm. introvert, yes, or shy introverted. Boy, yes, absolutely. And then in a couple of years, you're behind the pulpit, granted the first time for 10 minutes. Yeah. People come to the Lord and get yeah. saved. I mean, yeah. they, I mean, did you have a clue of what was going on at that point? I, I didn't. I didn't. But you know what, Dwight? I found out a few years later, my father had told me when I was born that he lifted me up to the Lord and prayed that I would be called to preach. Wow. <laughs> All right? No kidding. And this was a few years later, after I was preaching. After you. And so. He didn't tell you before, right? <laughs> he didn't tell me that before, No. no. And so, you know, that was just the plan of God all along. And, uh, and I, you know, I was really reluctant about preaching at Revival uh, that one night. I was just one night. Because, again, the shyness of me, you know, people who sure. knew me in grade school can't believe I'm preaching today. <laughs> because, you know, uh, but, uh, but God, you know, God can take you out of, let me say this, God can take you out of your shyness. And God can, can use you. And take you out of that and, and use you in a great way in people's lives. It's him. Talk to people, Mark, who are listening right now that, you know, they, they're, they're, they're Christians, they mm-hmm. love the Lord, they're saved, uh, going to heaven, that no doubt about it. But yeah. in their heart, they believe that God, and, and I've been at those places in my life where, where they, they believe God is putting it on their heart or in their mind to take a step to do something. Yes. To say, oh, I can't do that. Right. right. I can't, what? You know, that had to be where you were that to was, a degree. That was. How, how to talk to them, help them, encourage them. I think the, the first thing you've got to do, because God has all gifted us all as believers, is to step out and say, Lord, I know you've gifted me. And maybe you don't, under, you don't know maybe what the gift it is, but try something. For instance, I had a man that said uh, he thought he was wanting to teach Sunday school. So he uh, taught Sunday school, and he said, man, that's just not for me. He went into the choir. He says, I love it. That's for me. Okay. So wherever God has gifted you at, uh, he will, it will be an enjoyment to you. It will be encouragement to others, and it will help you grow in your faith. So don't hold back. The first steps are hard. Yeah. It was very hard for me. But thank God I did it. And after you make that first step, God will take you the rest of the way. 
And if you're shy, introvert like I was, if God can use me, he can use anybody. He can use anybody, and he'll do it. But we've got to make the first step. We yeah. can't, you know, when we make excuses, it keeps us back from what God wants to do in our lives. God can do tremendous things through his children. You know, the simple thing, just be obedient. Yeah. Just make that first step. And just like the gentleman you talked about, his first day, he was trying to, to follow mm-hmm. the leadership yes. of the Lord in his life. He yeah. taught Sunday school, and, he, and somehow he knew that wasn't that it. That wasn't it. That wasn't it. But then he got active in the choir, and all of a sudden, he's he knows he's in his place. Yeah. He's using a gift and a skill that he has. He's Absolutely. satisfied with it, and he's blessing people. So maybe the first step is, but God won't box your ears. I mean, if you make a no. step that's not you, he's no. not going to say, hey, hey, big guy, that's no. not what you're supposed to do. But he'll continue to lead you. He, you. And you know, it's in the context of the church. Find somewhere in the context of the church where you think that where God is leading you and start serving there. Well, if that's not it, then try something else. He will show you. I'll guarantee you God will answer the prayer of, God, I want you to use me to show me where you want me to be. He will answer it in his timing. You make the first step. It is tremendous what God can do through your life. It's tremendous. And if if there's a person who believes, for example, where you, Pastor Mark, that Washington Avenue Baptist Church is their their church home or wherever their church home, if you believe that God has you in that place at that season in your life, he also has something for you to do there and for you to to utilize your gift and callings right there, not just there, but within the confines of that church. Yes, and also, too, you're going to make a tremendous impact on people's lives for eternity. You know, the greatest thing you can do is, is is what you do for Christ because of eternal eternal value. There's nothing there's nothing like it. So I'd encourage anybody that's listening, hey, step out in faith and ask the Lord to show you. Do it in the context within the church. Start maybe it's music. Music is the gift of encouragement, I believe. Maybe it's there. Or maybe it's teaching. Or maybe it's service behind the scenes. Whatever it may be, God can use you in people's lives. It's it's a great thrilling thing. Yeah, and just step out and begin to do it. I, you know, Dwight, and I, I'm sorry, but I no, would never ain't. thought that God would use a shy 12-year-old boy like he is today. It is tremendous how God has allowed me to be in people's lives, and I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you say, introverted child, 12-year-old. Gets mm-hmm. I remember, um, uh, and I, I, I came across, as I said, at 13, I went for some years there that if someone had accused me of being a Christian, there wouldn't have might have been enough evidence to convict me. Right. But about right. the time I got to Tennessee Tech as a student, I was really getting my, my spiritual priorities. I was getting my walk with the Lord firmed up. I started going to the Baptist Student Union, yes. the Vespers. Yes. And they were sending little teams out mm-hmm. to these to various uh, Baptist churches in the area mm-hmm. to conduct a service. <laughs> one guy would you know lead the singing when some, some would do something else, and then the guy would mm-hmm. speak. Well, you know, I'd been on the speech team. I'd done some, you know, some, yeah. some p- competition, that sort of thing. I'd never really preached a sermon, mm-hmm. but, but the Lord said, preach the sermon. I Amen. can't do that. Amen. I s- said, you can talk in front of people. You've done that. Yes. And so so some one Sunday evening uh, in a little Baptist church out in Putnam County, somewhere around where, where it was. Amen. But 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 a team of three of us went out there from the BSU, and I preached my first sermon. Isn't that great? And, and, you know, and when I finished, Mark, I, 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 to finish that service, I went, yeah. God just used me. He used you. God just used and it, and it was like once you've been used by God, nothing else satisfies. Nothing else. And I tell you, it's through our weakness he is strong. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I amen. mean, you may be weak. That's exactly. The, you're you're a great candidate. God will use you. You're a wonderful candidate. <laughs> hey, we're glad you're with us this afternoon. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. This is a chat. 
My guest is my longtime friend and pastor of Washington Avenue Baptist Church, Mark Gall, and we're going to continue our conversation with Mark when we continue. You stay with us on the chat. Pastor Mark Gall of Washington Avenue Baptist Church is my guest on the chat, and we're talking about uh, early ministry and uh, how we got started and uh, and how particular. So, Mark, you 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 came, you preached your first sermon, ten mm-hmm. minutes, yes, shaking in your boots, <laughs> absolutely, at, at the youth revival, <laughs> right, at the youth revival at Washington Avenue Baptist Church. Yes. Now, this is incredible because this apparently has been your your church home your whole life. You know, it has been. You know what? I grew up in this church, and uh, it's very unusual. Uh, it, it does happen. I've heard of it happening, but where the pastor of the church has grew up, grown up in the church, and this person has become the pastor of the church. I'm the fourth pastor of Washington Baptist Church, and so I mean, all those years that I was in youth ministry and in, involved in the youth ministry, Jim and Barbara Hawkins was very instrumental. They were tremendous in that ministry. Uh, I was under a seasoned pastor, Dr. Bob Orb, for 11 years because I did the music and I did the youth. Uh, during that time, but God was preparing me to be the pastor, and uh, so um, he uh, he worked it all out. In fact, uh, the church <clears throat> when Doctor Bob left, he went into missions in Romania. When the uh, when he left, the church was looking for a pastor for nearly two years, and the doors just kept shutting, shutting, shutting. And I knew God was calling me to preach. I knew God, and it was time. It was time for me to to step out. And I said, Lord. I just prayed in my heart, if, if you want me to be the pastor of this church, you're going to have to make it happen. Well, I'm sitting before you tw- some 22 years later yeah. being the pastor of the church. So God did it. He did it all. I, you know, he, he just did it all. He did the preparation of my heart, the calling, and the placement. Talking about talk about an incredible story. Here's a church, and you know I'm sure it's happened somewhere else, but it, it is it is rare. Here's a church mm-hmm. that you've gone to literally since your birth. Yes, uh, your mom and dad took you regularly. Yes. You you come to Christ. You start your personal relationship because as a 12 year old boy, mm-hmm. you preach your first sermon there. Yes, and then then um, talk about the time. Now take me from from that first sermon. To how you were you you obviously I mean you you did a great job in terms of leading the music I was in some of those services for years and and so you had did you have some training there Yeah I had I went to tech and got a four year degree in business and tech and then I went to come to the university and got a two year associate's degree in music and I I did that and prepared me for the music. In the choir, did you know when you were coming? You were coming back to Washington Avenue, or did you ever? Well, after Cumberland, I did. I, I what happened after Cumberland? I did uh, uh, go into Southwestern. I, I was a seminary. I was accepted at Southwestern. I went there, looked at the campus. But what had happened? I had so much school. <laughs> I was ready to go into ministry. Yeah, and the door had opened there to at do Washington that. Avenue. to at do Washington, the music to do the music, and then uh, ultimately the youth. And so I, I did that, and and I think the pre- I'm, I'm taking some seminary classes right now, but I think that my primary seminary was under eleven years under a seasoned pastor. Yeah. In fact, he walked out the door one day. He says, "I I'm praying for a Timothy," and I looked at him. He came out the door of the office and I, of, the, of his office, and I said, "Hey, I'm your Timothy." I knew I was. This is Pastor Bob Ward. Bob Ward. Yeah. He wonderful man, and God used him in my life to help me, uh, training me. To be a pastor, indirectly, if you will. So you spent eleven years mm-hmm. doing the music and 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 and, 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 and the youth. Yes, I, well, I didn't do the youth the whole time. I did the youth about three years, but I did a lot of social pastor 
things. For instance, I did a lot of visiting and uh, promoting programs and teaching and things of that nature during that time as well. But yeah. basically, you were being groomed, and you didn't even know it at the time. None at the time, but I was you being groomed. You, you were being yeah. groomed as pastor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark, I, by the way, Mark Gall, pastor of Washington Avenue Baptist Church, is my guest on the chat. I had a pastor one time uh, when I was in graduate school getting my um, master's in ministry, uh, and he used this phrase a lot that I'd never heard before, mm-hmm. but it, it lodged in my heart and made so much sense, right. and it's making sense now as you and I have this conversation unconscious preparation yes unconscious and we were and 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 i I look back over my life and things even even uh when i was on the debate and speech team in high school Mm -hmm. uh you know i I mean i was out there you know once and i was nervous and came to a debate clinic here at tech and finished last my first three or four times out and was Mm -hmm. really ready to give up and a teacher came along and took me under her arm and said no you can do this but I was being unconsciously prepared for the rest of my life and what and what I'm doing sitting behind this microphone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So God God has a plan for our lives. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? God has yeah. a plan for all of our lives. And and once if we're obedient to that plan, it's the best plan that ever could happen yeah. to you in your life. And it's an, he said he came to give us life and came to give it more abundantly, abundantly. Which, I, which I've learned, and I'm sure you, mm-hmm. you've studied more than I on this, that word. I love, as I did a word study on that word abundantly some years ago, advantage beyond measure. Yes. Advantage yes. beyond measure. Mm-hmm. Because isn't it wonderful, Mark, and you can elaborate on this, I like for it too, that we we see things through just a narrow little crack. Yes. You know, but we, but God sees it all. And isn't it wonderful to serve an all-knowing God? All knowing. You know how I illustrate that, uh, Dwight? Let's say that you have a parade, and, and, and you're, I'm at the parade, and, and there's a fence there, and all I can see is a little hole in the fence, and I can see a portion yeah. of the parade. But you're on top of a building, and you can see from the beginning to the end, Yeah, and that's God. Yeah, God knows the beginning to the end. He's the Alpha and Omega. We just see a little portion of, of what he's doing in our lives and you know, in life in general. But he has it all worked out. He's in control. Isn't that wonderful? When we live in a world that seems out of control, he is in control. Yeah, and it's and you know, and he, and you know what? And and I've wondered about this as things have happened in my. But he is for us and not against us. Yes, absolutely. And his mercies are us. fresh every day. Mm-hmm. And and you, I, I think we, we may be talking about it in a minute and a half or so. We've got left. Uh, you know, we we may be talking about to some people right now who think, yeah, I know I'm saved, but I've just done too much. I've messed up too much. I've made too many wrong decisions. I can't be used now like I should be. Talk to those folks. Hey, listen, God is not only the se- God of second chance, third, fourth, fifth, <laughs> sixth chances. I'm yeah. telling you, uh, God can use you wherever you're at. I don't care what you've done in the past. God can forgive you. God can renew you, and God can use you. Think about Peter. Peter denied the Lord. Three times. Yeah. And even used profanity in doing it. Yeah. What did God do? He renewed his life, forgave him, and Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. 3,000 souls were saved. He was the leader of the first century church. God can use you. You just be obedient. You be a willing vessel, and God will use you. And it's a, what a wonderful God. And you think of everyone else, you know, you think you talk about Peter. I mean, he's the guy that, like you say, he denied Christ three yes. times. You know, he he he, he, he used profanity. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, think about doubting Thomas. Think about, you mm-hmm. know, Ab- you know, you think about Abraham, David, yes. Moses, all of them. Yeah. 
you know, we see the great feats they did, but we also see where they messed up, and uh, God used them. Mark, thank you so much. It's been great to visit with you. We're going to do another show next week, and we look forward to having you again at that time. Thank you. I've been honored to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on the chat. Join us next time, same day, same station, same place, right here on News Talk 94.1 and AM 1600.